Uh, last week, uh, God, I was in the back and God told me that the reason that sometimes I get like anxious and stuff about, about preaching, I said it last week, but just in case, uh, he's like, so do you worry too much about preaching good? And just worry about me being good. And he is good, amen? amen. So today he was making me laugh. You guys know that the Lord has humor, right? You guys have fun with God, I hope. You can ask him like whatever you want. Talk to him. I asked him once, Lord, what's your favorite color? And he was like, what's your favorite color? And I didn't expect him to ask me that. And I was like, well, it's blue, if you can imagine. And um, he's like, that's my favorite color, too. And, you know, it's just, he's a friend. You know, he's just normal. And so today he was making me laugh because he was, he was telling me, you know how I told you, you know, don't worry about preaching good? Yeah, okay, but don't use that as an excuse to preach bad even. And, like, he was just making me laugh. It was just... It's me and him, don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, are you there, Exodus 31? We're gonna read from verse uh, one through five. And it says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works to work in gold and silver and bronze, and cutting jewels for setting and carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. Amen? Amen. All right, let's leave it there. So, wow, this is this is an amazing, uh, amazing, amazing passage. Uh, I want to read something to you. This is a quote from Charles Spurgeon that I found really awesome. It says, "Wisdom." is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. <laughs> but to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. Amen? So today, today's message is, is knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Uh, when I, uh, I, I've read this before, but when I read it, you know, recently, um, I, I saw how, how God filled this man with his spirit, and he made him good at something that was just something regular to us. He made him good at workmanship, at working with his hands. Amen? So he fills him with the Spirit, mind you. Okay? Now when we think he fills us with the Spirit, we think, you know, the power. We think Pentecost, right? Which is good. We should. That's part of it. But here, Bezalel, he's filled with the Spirit to do something good with his hands. To work a labor that he can work every single day. Now God, when He fills him with the Spirit, He fills him. Uh, he gives him knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Those are three different things, Amen. You got to understand that that knowledge is knowing, and and sometimes knowing is good. We need people to know, but we also need to understand what we know, Amen. Because if if we just know, it's just kind of like a, a bunch of information. That we can't do anything with until we begin to understand that information. 
And then when we begin to understand that information, we can begin to make right choices with, with the counsel of God, which is wisdom. Amen? Say wisdom. wisdom. We all have wisdom. We all need wisdom. The, 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 the word is, is telling us, first of all, God tells Moses, right? Hey, I'm going to call this guy and I'm going to fill him with the spirit. And this is what he's going to be good at. So now you as a leader, you know what this person is going to be good at. And, and don't imagine Moses says, okay, I'm going to put him to, uh, you know, be the priest. He, he would have been, he would have not been such a good priest because God didn't give him the knowledge, the understanding, and the wisdom for that work. He gave him in a specific calling. And then he gave him the, the know-how. He gave him the understanding and the wisdom to choose right in the calling that God had placed him in. Amen? Amen. So when God gives you a calling, which he has, all of you have a particular thing that you're good at. Now, sometimes we think that it's only in the church. We think, you know, this is like old school, but you have your secular job and you have your spiritual job at church. You ever heard that before? All right, one person? Okay, that's good. You have your, your secular uh, activities and you have your spiritual activities and then this is my non-churchy life and this is my church life I'm, I'm two different people I, I've lived that before hello I, I've lived that before I, I've been a, a, a church Mario and, and at work Mario Come on, somebody. <laughs> secular Mario. And secular means that you're thinking how the world thinks. But we're not secular at all. No matter where you are, you're a child of God. Amen. And sometimes we think God has to make us good at something at church. Amen. And only there. And, and I can only function there. And I'll be only successful there. God has given you knowledge. He's given you wisdom and understanding to function everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you can be successful. When the enemy is telling you that you're unqualified, he tries to disqualify you. He tries to tell you you're not a good worker. He tries to tell you you're not a good parent. He tries to tell you you're not a good boss. He tries to tell you you're not a good business person. You're not a good student. He tries to tell you so many things when the spirit of truth is telling you, I've given you knowledge, understanding, and wisdom to overcome, to do good, to be good at what you do. This guy is filled with the Spirit. And I'm thinking, he's filled with the Spirit. He's about to, he's about to prophesy. He, he's about to speak in tongues. This is the first man filled with the Spirit in the Bible. Ever. Look it up, Google it if you want. He's the first man filled with the Spirit in the Bible. And I'm thinking, he's about to heal people right now. He just got filled with the Spirit. He's about to 
to, he's about to write 10 songs and he's about to play the harp and, and he's about to, to prophesy. He's about to preach really good right now. And God tells Moses, I made him good with his hands. I filled him with the spirit so he can be good at what he's passionate about. Oh, you don't think that, 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 let's call him Bez. You don't think that Bez already liked what God gave him knowledge, wisdom, and understanding for? He was already an artist. He was already being an artist and crafting and molding and doing all these things. And God fills him with the spirit and gives him more. Right. See, God has given you a passion. He's given you a calling. He's giving, it doesn't have to be in front of a pulpit. It doesn't have to be here. But, but he's given you something so that he can give you knowledge, wisdom, and understanding so you can be good at it. Amen. It could be business. It could be whatever God has called you to do. Go and do it. Amen. Fulfill your dreams. Don't get stuck on, on I have to accomplish that, that, and, and it's always this particular thing. Go after what you're passionate about. And if it is that thing, then go after it. And so this, this, this Bez guy, he's, he's an artist. He's, he's working and, and, and he already knows and has ideas and has creative inspiration. And God comes and says, I'm going to make you better at what you're passionate about. I'm going to provide for you what you're passionate about. Sometimes, you know, and the enemy... We don't even know what we're passionate about. So it's so confusing sometimes. I see some of you and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do in life. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to study. I don't know what to work on. I don't know. I don't know. But it's right in front of you. You've been passionate for it this whole time. It's right in front of you. And you think it has to make me a lot of money. But as you will read, God will provide for what you're passionate about. Is it just a group of people that are going to be successful with what they're passionate about? It's, I, I believe that. I believe that we got to take risks. I believe that we have to believe God. I believe that we have to have faith and, and we have to have a confidence in Him that He has our back. And sometimes in, in a church, it's cool because what God will do is He'll, he'll bring us together and give, give someone like the know-how. Like that person knows how to acquire knowledge, right? And then he'll give someone the understanding of that knowledge. And then he'll give someone the wisdom to use that knowledge and to, to, to make the right decisions in the counsel of God. And he'll bring us together that way. And, and just be good at what you're good at because that's how God made you. Be good at what God has called you to do. Like this man, he's, he's, he's filled with the Spirit. He's already working in what he's working in. And God says, I'm going to give him wisdom, understanding, knowledge in all manner of workmanship. You could tell this man, hey, can you build me an ark? Noah's ark. Yes. He was talented. Sometimes we get stuck in this like limbo in life where we don't know, you know, what to do. And we think, I, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to fail if I try for what I'm passionate about. If I dream and say that, that I'm going to be a worshiper, worshiping in stadiums, and I say it out loud, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming too big. I'm, I'm thinking too big. If, if we think that, that one day I'm going to be the best doctor in a hospital or in the country even, if we think that way and we dream that way, we think that we're dreaming and we're thinking too big. And we, we always... We always, because, uh, you know, one of the formulas that we use without even paying attention is we'll undercut our hopes and our dreams and we'll say, well, maybe I can't dream that big, but I'll dream right over here so that if I do end up here, I'm good. Like, I'll think less than, than myself. I'll settle, in other words. I'll settle for here because, you know... Because of my situation, because of, you know, I don't have the education, because I feel unqualified. And if I do end up here, then that's what I hope for. See, it worked out. But we're, we're afraid to take a risk and say, I'm, this is where I feel God is calling me. He says, he's going to des design artistic works. To work in gold. You know, I, we just watched, uh, there's a movie in, on Netflix. Yes, uh, it's not a sin to watch Netflix. It depends on what you watch. Um, so we watched, uh, me and Cynthia watched uh, the Walt Disney story. It's called Before Mickey, I think it's called, or something, something like that. Just look it up. It's really awesome. Man, the failures that he had defined who he became. Like, they stole from him ideas. You know, like, they, they took his ideas, and he kept coming with more ideas. And he, he went broke, like, twice. They, they took his business away. And he kept being adamant. I'm, this is, I feel this passion. And him and his brother were working together, and his brother's like, yeah, we're going to be the Disney brothers. Right? And he was like, no. Hmm. Not gonna be the Disney Brothers. I'm the creative. It's gonna be Walt Disney Studios. And his brother was the business guy, so he was like, "All right, fine. I don't care. I just want to make money." That was his passion. But Walt Disney, he's you know he he just went for it, and he was passionate. He believed in himself. He believed in, in the talent that God had placed in him. I know Walt Disney example, <laughs> but it just reminds me of this. It just reminds me of like. Man, I thought when God filled you with the Spirit, it was just to do ministerial things. But, but God is filling you up with the Spirit to be an awesome whatever you're going to be. Doctor, teacher, nurse, uh, drummer, whatever God is calling you to be. Amen? Amen. Alright, let's go to Exodus 36. from 1 through 7. You there? It says, And Bezalel and Aholiab and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding. Now there's a group of them. To know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary. 
shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. Then Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moses saying, look at this problem. The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing for the material they had, uh, they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much. Isn't that awesome? So, <laughs> so what happens when, when God calls us to our passion and we take risk and we go after it, is that he will provide. And in this case, the problem they had is that people have given too much. So people were bringing their gold, they were bringing their materials, they were bringing their offering to these, to these uh, artisans so that they can build all the stuff for the sanctuary, the Ark of the Covenant, the, the lampstand, all of that stuff. They were building it and they were making it from wood, from gold, from jewels, from satin, from all of these things. They were making everything. And the people kept bringing and bringing the materials. And they brought so much material that they had enough. Their problem was that they had too much. I don't know. You want that problem? Yeah. I want that problem. It's too much. Moses, tell the people to stop bringing stuff because it's too much. We've had it, like we have enough. So God provides for Bezalel, he provides a team of people. Now there's not just him, it's him and, and uh, his name is Aholiab, his, his right hand man. And then there's a group of artists. Now they have a team, business has grown, amen? And now they have a problem that they have too much. They have too much work. You know, a business when it's growing and the, the, the clients and the orders are coming in, a business that's doing really good is like, hey, we need to stop taking orders. This is way too much. Like, we're doing too much. Like, let's give some co the competitors some of these orders so they can help us. That's a good problem. And we're, we're children of the king. We're children of the too much. Amen? Amen? God has more than enough, but we don't believe him. We don't believe him. We, we, uh, we doubt. We doubt that he's enough, that he has enough. Ask him, Lord, I want more of this. I know you've called me for this. Give us more. Ask him. He's listening to you. And he's made you good at what you're good at because he's called you for something. He's, he's going to give you the team. And he's going to give you too much. Amen? Amen. All right. We'll receive the word. <laughs> so, um, 
The job of the enemy is to obviously make us feel powerless. And in the book of uh, Numbers, let's see if I, I wrote it right. Let's go to Numbers 13. This will be, will be the last thing. I have it in NLT. So this is what it says in 1333. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Let me read that again. I'm just gonna read the last part. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. So, so you know this story. They go into the land to, to, to see what's going on in, in the promised land. And there's giants there. And most of the spies are like, no, we can't go in. It's, we're going to get killed in there. So one of them says, we feel like grasshoppers next to them. And that's what they thought too. Like they had a conversation with one of the giants, but they didn't. But feelings are powerful. Amen? When you feel like a grasshopper, when you feel insignificant, that's what you're going to behave like. So when those, those, those thoughts come into your mind, when, when the enemy, the giants make you think like you're small, you have to rebuke those thoughts and declare words of truth over your life that are not what they're saying, but that are truth about what Christ is saying about you. And that is that you're victorious. Amen. That is that you're more than conquerors. Right. That is that you will be successful. Yes. Yeah. But they thought, uh, we felt like grasshoppers, Moses, and they thought the same thing. Like, sometimes we create this entire world in our mind of defeat. But God is, God is bringing victory even to our thought life. Amen. He's changing our perspective and he's saying, man, you, you're more than what you think of yourself. You're not just this defeated, this, this average, you know, ordinary person. I've called you to be extraordinary. I've called you to be more than a conqueror. I've called you to be victorious. I've called you to have a problem of too much. We, we sometimes think that the, the blessings that, that God had for Israel and the fact that he wanted to prosper them, we, he wanted to bless them, he wanted to make them, we think that it was just for them. And we kind of discount ourselves, well, we're the Gentiles, you know, and we kind of got some love, but no, the, the same way he felt about them, he feels about us. And now with Jesus, man. So I, I hope that you understand what I'm trying to say to you this afternoon. I hope you get what I'm trying to say is that, that God has given you a calling and a passion within you. And even if you're at your job and you're not necessarily very passionate about your job, God can make you great there too. If you just change your perspective a little bit, if you become the royalty or 
Actually, act like the royalty that you already are at your job. And you'll see the, the difference. You'll see a big, big difference. God wants to use you even there, daily, where he gives you, you know, he gives you solutions to problems that your bosses didn't think about. That he'd give you the answer and the solution. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt that God has made you good even at the job that you dislike. Don't doubt it. That, he, that, he, that it's, he's able to give you knowledge and wisdom and understanding even at the job that's kind of mundane and routine for you. But some of you have found it. Some of you have tapped into the kingdom and that king, and you have said, man, this job is not necessarily what I want to do for the next 30 years, right? Amen? Nobody? Okay. <laughs> but God can make me great at it right now. Amen. And I'm going to be great at this, and I'm going to take pride, and, and, and I'm filled with the Spirit. And he's going to give me wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And I'm going to be a problem solver, not a problem. Amen? Amen? I receive it, Lord. I'm going to be a problem solver, not a problem. And that's what I'm saying to you. That we would stand out in this world. We're the children of the, of the Most High King. That we would reign in life with him. That we would, we would act like who we are. Speak to me, Lord. I receive it, God. It's true. I want to walk that way. Amen? Amen. Quiet today. Okay. Let's not feel like grasshoppers in this world. We're not. Amen? Or more than that. We're, man, we're, we're free. We're warriors. We're violent in the kingdom. Amen. Violent in a good way, like, like the enemy is not going to stand in front of us and put fear in our life anymore. Amen. And if he does try to come with it, we're going to just run right through it. Right. That's who you've been called to be. Let's pray. Remember that he's giving you knowledge, understanding, and wisdom in your life. Sometimes God may seem quiet. It may seem like he's quiet, like he's not saying anything. He's not quiet. He just knows that he's filled you with all of that so that you can make the right choice confidently trusting him. He's not quiet. He's empowering you. He knows that you're going to do great. Like a good parent gives their ch children freedom to choose their career, for example. Now, a parent may hope, I hope they choose doctor and lawyer, right? They might not say it, they're hoping for it, but they give the child freedom to make their own choices, knowing that what you've done throughout life in parenting, they'll make the right choice. God, too, he's raised us up with wisdom and understanding. And sometimes he might not say, hey, I need you to do left or, or, or left or go right. He might stand back and say, you got this. Amen? You got this. Make the right choice. You got this. He's empowering you. Why don't you stand on your feet? Let's pray.
come on, business ideas, uh, work ideas, ministry ideas, what God has given you passion for, he's going to give you what you need. He's going to provide a team. He's going he's gonna to provide a, a problem of too much. He's going to give you knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So I don't know what, what area of life you're passionate about, but I want you to think about that area right now. If it's ministry, that's fine. If it's worshiping, that's fine. You guys too. What you're passionate about, I want you to put it in your heart right now, whatever that might be. It might be two or three things. It doesn't have to be one thing. But just know right now in this moment that that passion, that fire that you have for, for art, that passion that you have for, for fashion, that you have for filmmaking, that you have for cooking, that you have for praying, that you have for prophecy, for singing, for instruments, for mechanics, for helping people, for business, for, for, for psychology, for, for, for medicine, for students, whatever it might be that God has put passion in you, he's going to provide. Oh, I feel God touching people right now. I feel God touching people right now because of the, of the passion that you have. You've tapped into that passion. That's good. Very soft, you guys. You've tapped into that passion. All of you, please, the Spirit pleads with you. Tap into your passion right now. That passion is God-given. God-given passion. And He's going to provide knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. Provide, Lord, the knowledge, the understanding, and the wisdom, God. Provide the team. Provide the too much.
listening to the grace and love podcast we hope you are blessed by this message if you have a prayer request we would love to hear from you please feel free to contact us and if you're in the la area we would love to meet you we have services sundays at 2 p.m and fridays at 8 p.m we are located at 1900 medford street montebello california 90640 thanks again and god bless you